You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Kylo Show. We are here, ready, excited. We're starting a new series. <laughs> we are. We just finished out the dream series, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it inspired you to dream some. Um, but we are. We're leaning into a new series a little bit more. It's going to be a little heavier on my end because we're talking about parenting in different ways, really, family and different stuff like that. So you should write a book. I um, You know, it's, it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. Just be patient, guys. It's going to come. It's going to come. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's... That's been a nice world. We obviously have three kids, which I know you like to reference as your kids sometimes, too. I know. But they're not yours. They're, well, they're ours. Yeah, kind of indirectly. We share, we share with you. Yes. <laughs> our kids. I always just, well, our kids are, you know, they're doing <laughs> they're, amazing. <laughs> You've just grown all your children. That's true. I yeah. did think that when Taylor and... Uh, the little ones were running around. I was like, "This is this makes sense." My dad would say, "Our kids, they were running from." It's hard to tell them apart. I, They're just well, all one big group. I didn't go out late at night to go to the the big roller coaster, the Ferris wheel. It was it was Tay Tay and the little ones. I was laughing. I'm like, "I'm glad you have energy for this. I'm going to bed." Yes, so he was being a good uncle. The <laughs> Disney Central. <laughs> yeah, he's the he he was. He's our tour guide. He was. He just <laughs> he gets Disney. It's, Star Wars. And then Lincoln came home with a new love for Star Wars. So oh, yeah. I, we've had lightsabers. Lightsaber? Not saber. Yes. Lightsaber. Yeah. And a lightsaber is a, is a light oh. bulb that, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Darth, uh, Darth Vader costumes coming to our house. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, one of the ones I hadn't seen. With you know. him, yeah. A little Go- Grogu, which is like the baby Yoda. He watched The Mandalorian. I mean, he is in it. There we go. He's in it. We've moved on from Marvel. It's not so much all those characters as much as it is Star Wars. There we go. Anyways, it's fun. It is fun. But we're going to talk today about something that uh, we did recently, and we just thought we'd share a little bit. Um, It was was fun. It was a fun discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, like me, my our kids are guinea pigs to so many things. But I felt like I was a guinea pig growing up to Love and Logic. And I'm practice child number one. You've always said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we did this fun thing with our kids, and we did a family SWAT, mm-hmm. which... Not a spanking. Not a spanking. No, yeah. A family SWAT, yes. which stands for your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunity, and threats. And SWAT analysis had mm-hmm. been around for yes. decades, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I mean, I, I've done SWAT analysis with every organization I've ever worked with in or consulted with mm-hmm. or whatever, there's somewhere in there is a either overt or, or covert mm-hmm. SWOT analysis yeah. hiding in there just to help them, help them discover more about what's going on with them so that they can make better decisions. And so the, the idea of doing one for a family, mm-hmm. we always like to think outside of the box. We did a culture creed and we talk about, um, you know, what is the goal of your family? Not a lot of people are thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was just another uh, expression of that. Yep, just a, 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 a tool applied in a new way. Mm-hmm. So when we did it, uh, again, our kids are kind of used to us sitting down and we're going we're gonna to ask these questions. We're going to talk through some stuff. So they, they know how to engage. If your kids are not used to that, I would strongly suggest that you would bring food in. Um, and the promise of a movie <laughs> afterwards. That's the best way to keep them engaged. Just, uh, there is a prize at the end of this. If you participate, I'm okay with bribes, uh, especially younger kids. They, they need, I remember when we did our culture creep, we were giving M&Ms or Skittles out mm-hmm. to every time they answered a question or gave a word. So it's, it's great. But we really started asking all these different questions and, um, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that in just a minute, but at the end of this, Ben and I felt more confronted with, in the most tender way. I mean, these kids are just answering our questions and mm-hmm. they're just bringing in, um, 
really their observation of us leading. That's really what it was. This is how we're experiencing you as parents. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And and there was no uh, trying to, you know, scold us. It wasn't. That's not what came from it. Because again, we were listening uh, for for information. Just a feedback session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. It really was a feedback session. And and I love that our kids feel safe enough to really be honest with us with this feedback mm-hmm. in different ways. And so it became a really powerful moment for Ben and I to kind of assess the the things that we know we're doing that aren't the best habits or you know it's fine you know, we're we're working on so many things we're doing great in so many other areas we're gonna give ourselves a break right totally. here <laughs> it was full permission to be like guys, i'm okay it's okay yeah. guys it's okay yeah. um but to have them display that they see those areas um and that their life has been limited in one way or another from those areas. Again, our kids are really grateful and um, they were really kind. It, it was it was hard to walk away and swallow. I remember they all left. They all went upstairs to do whatever they were doing before we asked them to come downstairs. And I looked at Ben. I said, "Did that just happen? Did we just learn something?" <laughs> yes, we he just said, learned. Yeah, ouch. Uh, I said, "Yeah, that was really." they are more in tune with our weaknesses than I thought they were. Mm. And and then Ben and I were really, uh, in front of us was a question of what are you going to do with your weaknesses? With this really good information, yeah. which I think, you know, kudos to you and Ben for loving truth and wanting uh, to build bonds of trust with your kids that uh, where you can exchange truth. And and they had really no idea that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. They just they were just participating in the exercise of a SWOT analysis. But what you what you and thriving leaders do is they create a safe place for truth. Mm. And then people can stand in the light together and make way better decisions about the future yeah. because you, you have the truth. Because most parents act like they're so fragile mm. that the adults can't even tell each other the truth. Right, yeah. You know, the marriage can't even tell each other the truth. And now the children learn, okay, these people... Yeah. You can't handle the truth. You know, it's it's it becomes a a scary environment where people learn to hide in their secrets mm-hmm. and hide in the dark and preach the light, mm-hmm. but hide in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I work with a lot of church leader environments, and this would be one of the things that I'd be doing as well. Is come on, guys. Come on, ladies. We got to get out here and we got to walk around in the light and see each other and hear each other and 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 make a make a plan to build a culture we all want to live in. Yeah. The other thing that came out of it was uh, really the kids because we asked hard questions individually to ourselves in each category, uh, along with having them ask themselves these questions uh so for them to lean in and be willing to kind of confess the the things that nobody wants to talk about you know the areas that you know you have to grow in at 9 12 and 16 i was loving the ability to be self-aware enough to answer that honestly Hmm. uh so you know funny example was i remember lincoln talking about he needs to help more and you know we asked him to expand on that. What does help more mean? Uh, he gave a, a really basic answer at first, and then Adeline, I think, looked at him and goes, why don't you try a little harder? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to do this, yeah. let me why push you. Because you <laughs> the girls had gone first, and they had given some, some great responses that were, you know, something we're all, we all are seeing. And um, so it was just funny to even have enough trust in the room to be called out to another level. and The youngest in. child. <laughs> I should help more. I should think I should get over my reality <laughs> that the world revolves around me and is here to serve me. Yeah, I love 
There's a guy, I can't remember his name, I follow him on Instagram, but he does these reenactments of what the oldest child would do, <laughs> yeah. what the middle child would do, and what the youngest child would do. And I, the last one was the teacher, parent-teacher conference, and oldest child, you know, straight A's, so respectful, so responsible. The middle child was, you know, they're always late, and they always have drawings and cartoons on them, and it doesn't always make sense. I don't feel like they're fully listening to what I'm saying. And, and then the, the last child was... They sent me to the principal's office. Your child sent me to the principal's <laughs> office because they said I wasn't doing a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this funny perspective of the youngest child and oldest child, middle child. But it is, I think the whole point of the SWAT is bringing more and more self-awareness to our family mm -hmm. and calling out, you know, our greatnesses, encouraging each other in our those truths and partnering with, okay, what are the weaknesses that you have that are impacting us all. And that's one of the ways that we really looked at it is really what's something that all of us are being affected by this mm -hmm. that we, we want to grow out of. Um, so the first one really is the strengths. That's the S that's what the S stands for. And, uh, what is this, the strength of your family, which great ways to do this is, you know, what, what is the strength that I bring to this family? Mm -hmm. That was probably my favorite question that we asked. Um, and I, when we've done this with families, that's one of the hardest ones for people to answer. You know why? <laughs> you please tell me. Oh, I just think it's so, you know, encouragement mm -hmm. is so underused in family systems. You know, yeah. we, the, the idea of being overtly prophetic, encouraging, edifying mm -hmm. to one another, calling out the greatness in each other as family members is it's risky because we think, oh, well, that means you don't you don't have anything to work on. That means you mm -hmm. think that you know, I don't think that. I want you to fix all this broken stuff. So I'm not gonna take off the pressure by feeding you some compliments, you know. Mm -hmm. And so a, fam a whole family having to realign themselves as soon as they start thinking about their strengths. Yeah. It, it was really fun uh, just to have them. It wasn't hard. I would say it wasn't too hard for us to answer that question because I think we've built a culture of, of really encouraging and loving each other and protecting that. And that's, you know, we are edifying one another often. Uh, the... The please and thank yous in our house overflow, which I, I love. I, mm. I couldn't be it's more thankful amazing. for that. It, it, every time I come home from Taekwondo driving my son there, he's always like, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome for taking you to the thing that I'm paying for that you are ready for 15 minutes early before we ever have to leave. Like, okay, you're, you're so welcome. I don't know why you're sell telling me thank you, but I love that you do. Yeah. And um, so this, this, Place of gratitude is easy for us to access, which I think is why it was easy for us to find some strengths. But if it's a hard place for you to lean into, uh, a good question is really to assess why is this hard for our family, and is it you know, are we are we not practicing encouraging one another on a regular and, basis? And it might be easier to get each other calling out the strengths in each other because. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be a scary thing to go, you know what I rock at in this family? Let me tell you what I rock at in this the family. Child <laughs> yeah, the that. youngest child will come right out with it. Everybody else will be like, oh, <laughs> I'm not perfect at this, so I better not say anything. But when you, you say, you know what, you are really encouraging. Mm -hmm. You you do encourage us probably more than any of our other family members. You you get yeah, the encouragement award, you know, and you, you serve. I mean, you always want to help. You always, you know, that might get it going is let each other call out and, and remember that we actually can do it. Mm -hmm. And I would strongly suggest that you are writing these things down, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether someone's taking notes or something like that. Because the, the point of a, a SWOT analysis is not to just do it and never look at it again. Mm -hmm. It's actually to review it a few times and see, okay, what have we actually tackled? What have we grown in? Um, what are we still stuck on? So make sure you're doing that. How did we use our strengths for yeah. the benefit of this unit? Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. which is great. I love the, you know, kind of leaning into calling out in each other. That's a great place to practice for sure. Um, and then really honoring, you know, maybe that's something that you you put on your refrigerator 
for a little while, everyone's strength. So it's, it is a confidence builder. The, the more, when I see my kids be able to call out what they're good at and not in a place of arrogance, but in a, in a place of um, confidence. confidence, it is so different in, in their abilities when they walk in a, a room or when they face struggle or when they face uncertainties or insecurities. When they've got a storehouse of, I know who I am because I've been built up in who the Lord says I am and I've been in an environment that reinforces that, it's easier for them to find. doesn't mean there's not insecurities yeah. that we all have to fa- figure out. It's like, it's like you have, you know, your kid can walk into any room with a hundred bucks in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. a great, great example. And, I, and then not be tempted to, to, guess, to spend it on something. That's worthless. Yeah. It's like if 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 this is needed, I can help. Yeah, I have strength to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, the other one is weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do we what do we lack? Um, what are some changes that we can make together? I think one of the questions again back to individuals. We said, you know, what is some way I'm not showing up in this family that I want to? Mm-hmm. And uh, I. I love their responses there too because it was this display of okay. I think this is where Lincoln said that he could help more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adeline's like, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> I, what I loved was, you know, we didn't answer these for them. Like yeah. we really had. I think part of this in having when you're doing something like this with your kids, you have to be okay for the pauses. Mm-hmm. And that part gets really hard for parents because we just want to help feed them. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. So, somebody's learning right now. Somebody's yeah. going through struggle, which is when we get ourselves in trouble and we jump in. But you know, I would practice more asking different questions rather than trying to feed them the answer. Um, you know, what what do I wish I could bring to this family that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. So. What is it that you want to get better at that our family experiences from you? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you want, um, you know, so it was just fun to, to hear the responses of the kids. And again, it was this place of waiting. And uh, I think we, they kind of were a little not sure how to answer the question. So Ben and I went first here and just kind of displayed what's in our heart to grow in. What would you do if, if this is where everybody gets starts getting self-deprecating or shaming or what themselves, you know, just start, you know, I'm stupid and I, mm-hmm. I, I, this family wishes I wasn't here. And you're like, how, how would you, what would you do if yeah. that starts? I think the, you know, hey, this is, this is a time for us to look at, you know, one thing that we want to get better at. So... You say you're stupid. But do you really believe that that's true or are you having a hard time with reading? Is it reading that is scary for you or is it is it math that makes you feel stupid? What do you want to do about that? How can we help you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that you're not stupid. I think that this makes you feel like you're not doing great. Mm-hmm. So does anyone else think that, you know, Joey's stupid would only ask that question. And you don't think anybody's going to say, 100% Joey's stupid. (laughs) I call him stupid all the time. (laughs) Right. So don't ask that question if you believe that. But this is a great place for you to lean into encouragement of, you know, I I know that our kids have struggled with comparison. And I think that's what starts to happen is that the, you know, one child excels in school and the other one struggles. um, So the other one feels less than. And, And this would be a great, place for the parents to lead mm-hmm. you know like okay here's here's something i know that i'm not rocking at right, right now you know here's something i need to do to improve in the experience of this family yeah um is this where you got a lot of feedback about how your oh, kids yeah. were experiencing you so how'd that go well this was the um i think it was here it may have been in the um yeah it was here we the fun part was, you know, those of you that know me, I love Highland cows, and I have them on my desktop. I have them on my phone. I mean, they're, they're just – I have a cow fund, guys. Uh, and this is where we got the feedback of we have dreams, and sometimes they feel like we let other things get in the way of them, and it was due around finances. And I, 
Lainey said something like that. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she goes, well, you know, you have the cow fund and every now and then you just like take 20 bucks out of it. And I'm thinking, hmm, I didn't think anyone was seeing that. <laughs> that was my first honest response. <laughs> Busted. Oh, okay. And, you know, out of that, it's, it's convenient to have cash because I don't always have cash on me, but I don't make sure that I'm putting it back, you know? And so that was the, you know, that cow fund's been sitting there for a couple of years and it's because I need a fence around it that's, you know, $7,000. And then the cow itself is a couple grand and then I need to make sure I can feed this cow. Yeah. So there's all these other things that she doesn't know about, but at the same time, I haven't done all the other things to get that done in the last couple of years. I'm like, okay. So I said this is a priority, but my actions are communicated that it's not so much a priority. So you're not impressing her with your commitment. No. <laughs> Which was awesome to hear. I was like, hmm, awesome. And this is what happens when I ask you to do your homework and all these other things. So again, there's just moment after moment of these little exchanges of just displaying and asking honest questions with each other. Um, and so after that, I was like, you're right. My actions have communicated something different than what I've said. And she's like, I, she was so sweet. She's like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm like, no, it's, I don't feel bad. This is, this is good information because it's, mm -hmm. it's, you're seeing it in the cow fund, but I know where it's happening other places mm -hmm. that you're not seeing. And, and this is again, where the parents are leading, mm -hmm. like I'm creating a safe place. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. I'm owning yeah i'm at you know i'm you can see behind my eyes i'm planning <laughs> to adjust I'm this slightly panicking yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely we got two more we do okay so the next one is opportunities which is where we were just talking about dreams um what are different opportunities that are in front of us what are different things that we want to keep directing our life towards and it, it wasn't just um you know the like we talked about the three different categories, our desires, it, it was like, what are we positioning our, our, who we are as the circles towards? Like, what do we want to see in our lifetime? What do we want to experience? So we were trying to get them to dream really big as to, you know, their legacy as they build a family. How does that flow into the, the circle vision of kind of how we're all wired? What will I adjust and align to? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, our willingness to grow, our willingness to, uh, learn, uh, I love Adeline's response always to this type of question is that we are big dreamers. Uh, even, even if, you know, we haven't figured out the getting to the big dream, she's like, I know we're big dreamers and mm -hmm. that's going to keep us moving in our opportunities. If we keep activating that and, and knowing, you know, what we actually carry and how that's going to help us and all those different things that this is our, what are the opportunities in front of us? And, mm -hmm. You know, the kids go to a new school called Valor. I love it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say enough good things about it. Um, and we So that's an opportunity. That's one that we talked about, is yeah. that this is an opportunity for relationship, community, and and really you guys learning how to feel successful in school in a way you've never mm -hmm. felt. And it's proving to be a yes. So when we went to the retreat uh, in January, you know, we were we had done this before then and we were thinking like, okay, we're going here and the opportunity to make friends that are going to help this experience be even more enjoyable is before us. What mm -hmm. are we going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was one that we gave an example to, which was really fun. So looking at your opportunities, uh, breaking it down, it might be harder to do this with someone that's, you know, under seven. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But an opportunity to get out of this diaper. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Let's yeah. work on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the last one is, is threats. And, and really, what's the threat on our culture was kind of the big question that we put around it was, you know, what's threatening us from being who we're called to be? Mm. Um, what's threatening us from dreaming? What's threatening us from fulfilling those dreams? What is um, keeping us from, you know, really being able to have the relationships that we want. And it, it was interesting to kind of look at that. And, you know, one of the things that they had talked about is, uh, you know, Delaney wants to go uh, to Europe for her senior trip, which is next year. And, and right now the threat of that, it feels really uncontrollable. And so, you know, even processing through, how do we position our heart? How do we figure out, you know, 
do we keep dreaming, you know, and feeling limited in a way that we've never experienced before? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are just been interesting things to for her to even identify as a real threat. Mm-hmm. Um, we identified a lot that fear is probably a really big threat that will keep us limited in our weakness or uh, keep us stuck in our weaknesses and keep us from our opportunities and really minimize our strengths that we carry. So it was a, it was fun for them to identify. And we talked about Lincoln and Taekwondo and when scared comes in and how it takes away something that he's so good at, you know, he goes to Taekwondo and he's a little beast guys. He is awesome. And I know I'm his mom, but he really is. Okay. And but when he gets out there and if he builds, you know, builds up this fear in his head, it shows up when he goes out there for mm-hmm. wars against him to, to be operating in this strength. So mm-hmm. I think fear was a big one that they identified as a, a threat. threat. Yeah. So, you know, all in all, this was just a big feedback session for the kids, which was super fun. And I'm glad we did it. And you as leaders in the house, you have really great information Mm -hmm. because it's not just you and what you came up with. It's the reality that people who are sharing this experience with you are able to give you great feedback. And moving forward, you'll be making different decisions or making decisions differently than you would have Mm -hmm. without all this really valuable information. And as much, you know, as it, it certainly uh, will be more scary for families that don't feel connected, don't yeah, feel yeah. like there is a safe place, that are trying to fix the wrong problem with this tool. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would recommend that you, you for sure are working on your connections before you sit down and do something like this mm-hmm. because it's, uh, it is going to come out, you know, people are going to come out with frustrations and hurts and misalignments Mm -hmm. that uh, for some parents it could just be catching you blindsided if you thought this was going to be hold your children accountable to their stuff or if you just thought it was going to be this joyful experience (laughs) that you know it's like whoa okay be sure that you have a high value for truth mm-hmm. and you do a good job listening mm-hmm. throughout this whole process. Yeah. So I really, you know, the reality of family being under attack is more obvious, I think, than ever before, is that that is, there's a threat that wants to take down families. And, you know, part of the heart of our show is is really to, t- to tackle that, to confront that, yeah. to give you, you know, help and ammunition to fight against this thing that's trying to take down families because mm. that's that is completely a plan of the devil and I don't want to see it happen on my watch. Yeah. I want to see you be successful. I want you to have the opportunities to feel successful. I want you to feel like you've got, you know, strength to pull on. I want you to feel like these weaknesses don't feel like they're drowning you mm-hmm. and and you live in hopelessness. And so I, I think of the Life Academy um priority of connection video that uh, series that mom and I did mm-hmm. and and really some great practical examples of leaning into the connection because this will not be helpful if you're not connected mm-hmm. um, and that is the number one priority for you to really lean in and do and and for you to to feel successful and I, I think that that would be the heart that we have for you in this is that um, you you know the resources that we have here at Loving on Purpose because we we are doing our best to keep giving you more and more good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Kyla show is free to you, and so the reality of needing donors helps us keep doing this. Yep. And so we want to give you the stuff that costs you something, and we want to give you the stuff that's free for you. Mm-hmm. So we keep doing that by our donors. And if you don't know how to do that, go ahead and visit the LovingOnPurpose.com website, and then there's a beautiful big red button that says give and we always love it when you do Uh, but we want you to lean in be connected with your family and chase after the hard stuff so you can be great but we're going to jump into questions next so we'll see you soon let's go all right well we're going to jump into our questions and, of course, if you want to give us questions, you should do that. You definitely should give us some questions. How you do that is you go to thekylashow.com, 
and there you can record your own question, which means we get to hear your beautiful voice. feel like we know you a little bit better. Um, and then we play it on the show. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take the first one, which comes to us today from Kathleen. My question is about scripts for truthing in marriage and how do we know if what we're doing is manipulation versus boundaries? I think I need help with a script of what to say. I've heard of some big A's in marriage. I'm not dealing with adultery or addiction. I am dealing with the A of anger and maybe emotional abandonment when I ask for help to do routine family tasks, provision, and planning. Recently in a podcast, you used a sentence in response to a similar question about anger. I heard you say, it's not my job to protect me from your anger. It's your job to protect me from your anger. I haven't spoken that one, but I could use some scripts for healthy confrontation. When I ask for help, I am met with passivity or anger from my husband. I've been married 24 years. I have three kids, ages 15, 7, and 6. And boundaries with children has been easier for me because I'm more aware of my power in resources and environment. I'm not sure how to construct boundaries in marriage without being manipulative. If this is a longstanding problem, how do I know when it's time to pursue a separation? And how do I avoid becoming the abandoner? I do not want to be manipulative, and I don't want to act out or separate out of a victim mentality. I really appreciate your teachings. I rewatch, re-listen, re-read. I keep coming back. I really could use your help. Thanks. Yep, that's that's a real, mm-hmm. real dilemma, especially after you know twenty plus years. It uh, it it almost functions as an agreement mm. that. Uh, you do that, and I'll do this, yep. and then you'll do that, and then I'll do this, mm-hmm. and we it's agree. Like play chess, and the same results come out every single time. Yeah, it's um, it, it it creates a dysfunction. You know, like mm-hmm. there is there are some needs that there isn't a functional way to get met, so you end up devising all these end arounds and manipulations to try to get those needs met, mm-hmm. and that's what creates these patterns and and it's it's brutal it's absolutely brutal so it, it does require that you are willing to say i'm feeling this you know i feel scared of you um i feel i feel overpowered i feel run over i feel uh invalidated when we when I when I talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, the, the result of our conversation leaves me feeling these things. I really need to feel loved and powerful enough to get my needs met with telling the truth and letting you see me. And I I feel hurt mm-hmm. that I'm left out here by myself in so many circumstances and, and I, I need your help. So that script that she's asking for, um, it's not the same thing every single time necessarily. Well, I, that, that might be a beginning point. You know, mm-hmm. that, that first one would be just, I, I feel these feelings mm-hmm. and not, I think these thoughts, I feel these feelings mm-hmm. and they're connected to this dysfunction in our relationship where I ask you to do something and you shut down for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really need to feel your partnership. I need to feel your strength. I need to feel connected. And I, and I, and I end up feeling abandoned and punished. Now, that's no doubt going to lead to three days of shutdown and uh, that sort of thing. The next time, you know, the next spot, maybe maybe later that day when it's going on, say, this would be what I'm talking about right here, what's going on. I don't understand why this is your 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 decision, but it hurts. Mm-hmm. And... You can either just put the pedal to the metal and keep that going on, you know, 
a couple touch points during the day or start figuring out really how you're going to protect what's important in your life, like your peace, your joy, your um, your self-respect. You know, there there is there's going to be some boundaries that this person is experiencing mm-hmm. uh, until they figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think this is where you start saying things like. Um, I I I need movement on this, you know. I I called a counselor. Mm. I called your dad. Mm. I I called people who are important to us. I'm I'm going to run around the neighborhood and turn on all the lights mm-hmm. on our life, and everyone's going to see us. They're going to see me too. I'm not I'm not yeah. able to hide either. But I'm I'm going to turn on all the lights of our community. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be getting input because I'm asking for it. Yeah. And if you want to run away from the light, that's entirely up to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to live in this dysfunction anymore. And uh, pay attention to the fact that there's two people that participated in where you currently are. Absolutely. Is uh, Which means that I'm going to get feedback on my stuff yep. because the lights are on. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this before a little bit in different ways, um, you know, trying to have a hard conversation when there's no connection whatsoever. You know, would you suggest that you lean in for some kind of uh, connection before having this initial truthing session? Every little bit helps, you know, especially if you know you're going in. Mm -hmm. um, Turn on the love language and and do what you can. But the, the manipulative reaction the abusive manipulative reaction is usually around whenever you ask me to do something i don't want to do Mm. so as soon as you you know you you feel connected but that person is pretty used to not feeling connected so that they can act like that Mm. so it's really hard to connect with somebody who's who gets away with 20 years of doing little to nothing mm-hmm. to protect the connection. Yeah. Yeah. So you may be just communicating some hard truth. And now the bad news is we don't have any light to, to turn on, mm. meaning that we're isolated. Yeah. We are cut off from everybody. Nobody, nobody. We don't really have a church we're going to. We don't that. care if anybody sees us because nobody will look. Mm-hmm. We're lost in the forest. That's a hard, that's a hard situation. Hopefully that's not the situation. Yeah. All right, Kathleen. I think you're um, running into a, a truthing session and we'll be praying for wisdom mm-hmm. and just clarity on how to approach that and, and do a good job. Yeah, and a great and a great outcome. Yeah, yes, hundred percent. All right, our next question comes to us today from Rio. Hi, Brittany and Danny. My name's Rio, and I have a seven-year-old daughter named River. Um, we live in a super small studio here in Hawaii, um, and so I'm just trying to kind of figure out like how to set healthy boundaries and give healthy consequences to my daughter when she's being super disrespectful. Um, Lately, she's been um, throwing such big tantrums um, that I I pretty much am at this place where like, I don't, I tried asking her like, hey, like what's going on? You know, I've I've read the Kylo book. I've read Unpunishable, Loving Your Kids on Purpose. Um, And I've read all of them, but um, and I've incorporated healthy communication for a long time, for years with her. Um, but she's just going through this, like, kind of phase, I think, maybe, where she just is, like, saying things like, I hate my life. Um, I hate this day. This is a terrible day, just being very negative. Um, I'm a super, 
outgoing person and very positive person. So I'm not sure what's going on with her, but she doesn't want to talk to me about it. She'll, she'll cold shoulder me before she talks about it. She does not want to be vulnerable. She doesn't want to be open to me at all. So I don't know what's happening to our connection or what's going on. So I just need some language tips and just some help. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, God bless. Well, Sounds like a small environment with some not fun air to breathe. Mm-hmm. No, I think of uh, Addie's pretty great until she's not, and then everyone knows that she's not okay. And the early years of Addie was um, if, if we made much room for that, she would take as much space as possible. Totally. And... It, you know, I don't know your situation, but the possibility of it happened gradually, you know, is real. That it was smaller at first, and then it just got bigger. And as she grows, she can has a different verbiage for it. You know, I hate this, and that sucks, and everything's awful. Where it used to be, no, I don't want to, or just whining. Um, and I think that would have been Adeline had we not caught on to it and held the line earlier on with her, which is, hey, I'm not sure what's going on, and I'm, I'm sorry that you feel so frustrated about everything. Um, I love you, and I want to be around you, but I don't want to be around anyone that is no fun to be around with. So um, would you like to go in the bathroom until you figured out what you're going to do, or would you like to go in your bedroom? Um, I get that this house is, sounds like it's pretty tiny, so... I don't know where those spots are for you. Bathroom might be a closed door. If your closet's big enough, maybe she can hang out there and color. I don't know, read her Bible. But um, it, the the big thing for us was, you know, you can do that. You can be mad and upset and frustrated, especially if you don't want to talk to me about it. If you don't want to talk to me about what's going on, you don't want to let us in to have a conversation, I'm not going to get in there. I'm not going to have access because you want to be mad. And if I keep trying to pry my way in there, most kids are going to put their heels down and really not let you in, which that is a form of damaging your connection as much as it feels like it's a good intention. Mm -hmm. There's still a violation happening, which is that you will tell me, you know, especially uh, positive, happy-go-lucky people want you to experience what they're experiencing. It's so much better over here. I will keep crawling in there and convincing you that you should be like this because it's better. And again, that is a violating experience for this child. They they need to figure out what they're going to do about their heart, their mm-hmm. attitude. And when there's a crack and they say, I don't know, and you go, do you want help? Fine. Then you can lean in. But until there's even a, a crack that she wants some help to talk through this, I, I think I'd be careful to, you know, push so hard. But I would be setting some boundaries of, like, I'm, I'm sorry you're having a hard day. That's a bummer. Um, I got some things to do, and I, I would love to be around you as soon as you're going to be fun. So mm-hmm. uh, do you want to take that here or there? Mm-hmm. I love you. And whenever you want to talk, I'm here for you. Yeah, and the one-liners, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she is trying to, uh, most likely, she's just trying to suck you into her bad day, her bad moment, her bad space. And so, you know, I hate myself. You say, I know, I know. <laughs> Which is, saying that to a parent, parent like, you can't say that. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Well, you hate me too. Oh, that nice try, that nice try. You know, just just kick into not trying very hard to solve this problem yeah. because this isn't really a solvable problem. This is a uh, an episode mm-hmm. with a very different goal than console me. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you're so happy go lucky and you know positive energy that she knows she could punish you mm-hmm. with negativity Mm -hmm. so you you don't see a power struggle but this is a power struggle Mm -hmm. and you may have asked her to do something she didn't want to do 
The other thing I'd be very paying very close attention to is this little girl's access to social media. Mm. Uh, the, the Wi-Fi code would go away today if uh, she is unable to manage herself after being exposed to the land of the ungrateful heart. <laughs> you know, that social media is just a giant armpit mm-hmm. for the stench of an ungrateful attitude. Mm -hmm. Everyone on there is winning but you. And so you should be someone else somewhere else at some other time Mm -hmm. if you're going to be happy, which means you're never going to be happy. Yeah. So uh, this, it's just a trap. It's a trap for children. It's a trap for adults. But I would make sure that she does not... She, you know, because it, it, you, if she has a, if she's on her phone or her iPad or her computer mm-hmm. a bunch of the time, I, I'm telling you that this, this thing is toxic to her ability to navigate happiness. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is some of the little kid shows. I remember when Delaney was, we just had Addie, so Addie was about two, Delaney was about seven ish, somewhere, five, somewhere in there. Can't remember. I think it was those two. But there was this one show that Lainey would watch, and the older sister was always annoyed at the younger sibling. And they were always in the way, and the younger sibling was always trying to be part of it, would make messes, would ruin things. And there was just permission in this show for the sibling to be disrespectful or rude or excluding. Um, and it was it was normal. And it I just... I remember watching her behavior change towards her sister because they watched this show, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah, I am all this done. This is a with threat, this. and this is a child, little kid show, you know. And uh, so, it if you're not paying attention, they just weave it in there in different ways. Um, and I think most shows are trying to send a different message, but it still shows up in in the culture of the show. So, I think paying attention to those little things is probably good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Rio, we will pray for you and River to have some um, strategy of connection and and really just uh, keep keep walking in, in that boldness of setting boundaries because mm-hmm. you will be so thankful for when she's 17. Yeah. Trust me. I am with a nearly 17-year-old, and I'm very grateful for all the work that we put in in the early years. So, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump into our testimony. Well, we're going to jump into our testimony, which okay. you can also submit a testimony to us as well. You don't That's have right. to just do a question. You can do a testimony. You, could you speak, do both. Speak to the pipe. You could. And again, that's at thekylashow.com <laughs> if you want to do a testimony or a question. But today's testimony comes to us from Jeannie. Hi, Danny and Brittany. Thank you so much for the Kylo Show. I'm binging all the episodes from the beginning. Um I also just finished Keep Your Love On. I am a recovering passive-aggressive communicator, and Keep Your Love On has completely changed the way I see communication in marriage. The other night, my husband did something that really just rubbed me the wrong way, and I was able to express to him how I felt and tell him what I needed from him without just sitting, letting it sit there and fester and rot like I used to. And... I think that's the first time that my husband and I have ever had a conversation like that where there was no fear or reaction involved. So I just want to say thank you guys for the work that you guys are doing. Keep going. (laughs) It's amazing how just a a few adjustments Mm -hmm. make conversations, conflict conversations, confrontations, so much shorter mm-hmm. and so much easier. Yep. If you find yourself in a conversation for 30 minutes, half, you know, yeah. 45 minutes, two hours, you're doing it wrong. Oh, this is this so is wrong. This Stop. is such a bummer. <laughs> Stop. I, I, I heard of a conversation that was went for three hours the other day, and I just felt bad for the person that was being talked to about problem 
because there's there's nothing being solved mm-hmm. in this meeting. And this conversation is way too long. Please stop. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I think it's there's so much opportunity to get reconnected quickly with those small adjustments, a mm-hmm. little bit of information. Uh, I, ben and I, I mean, he was more the passive to passive aggressive communicator, and I, and I'm still loud. My loud and direct has not gone away. My the anger has gotten a lot quieter for sure. But I'm, you know, I'm, we're both leaning into being assertive, but it still sounds different. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's still, but it, it feels the same. I would say we sound different when we approach it. Ben's always going to be softer than I am. I'm always more direct, but the, the feeling that we walk away with is still this assertive um, and shared values. And we, we really walk away with understanding and connecting because mm-hmm. we've made little adjustments that make a big impact. Mm-hmm. And I always say, protect your connection at all costs and don't let it get so far apart that you've got this big old, you know, lake to cross to get back to connection. Like, just stay, stay close. Mm -hmm. Don't let it go too long before you have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you just live with more and more disconnect and then it's, it's harder. And there's a, you know, there's a a demon of fear Mm -hmm. sitting on your shoulder in a disconnect, Mm -hmm. you know, and so all the coaching that you're getting in a disconnect is a lie. Mm-hmm. It's just a full-on lie. But you are building your strategy on being lied to instead of realizing that, oh, I feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. And when I feel disconnected, I listen to lies. Mm-hmm. I need to stop it. I need yeah. to get connection back. Because as soon as you get connection back, the whole audio tape changes, you know, (laughs) all your self-talk changes, you you know, no longer do you need to figure out if you can live in an apartment by yourself (laughs) and afford to, you know, pay for childcare and, and uh, what's the judge going to do at the divorce hearing and all that goes away. As soon as you get your connection back, you're like, I knew you were the one I should be married to. Yeah. Like how did we go? How do we cover that much territory? It's yeah. just the counselor, hmm. the counselor, counselor of love, or the counselor of fear. Yeah, I mean, talking with the kids, we we identify that the threat is fear mm-hmm. and and lies. You know, those would be the two big threats uh, roaring against your your connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opportunity is for you to lean in to some new tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You could be doing SWATs in your marriage. You could do SWATs in your family. You just do lots of SWAT analysis all over the place. And, That's it. And, uh, and be, be willing to receive the feedback. That's probably the A lie swatter. <laughs> there you go. Mm. They'll be on sale soon. Mm. Just kidding. Uh, well, again, here at the Kyla Show, we are always fighting for whole healthy families that are going to save the world. And we're so grateful for you out there that are doing the work to make that possible. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families are going to save the world.